Do you need to keep those on? I have to. This is a finicky mic. Well, then I it's, need some. Well, no, it's you don't want to. This feels weird because you almost like hear yourself talking well, in the back. It's trippy. You look cooler than I look cool. Well, that's the point. That's the whole point of life is just I want to look way cooler <laughs> than you. You're doing it right now. Be- because I'm going to die before you. And everybody knows that. It's a fact. <laughs> Guys die, have a shorter span than women do. So if I'm going to do this thing. And you're and already you, 33 now. And <coughs> I'm not. Exactly. And you're going to live uh, a long, fruitful life um, way after I pass. And um, I want to make sure that in whatever time I have here, it's, it's embraced in coolness and um, class. So if it means I wear my headphones while we're recording, then so be it. Last week it was the glasses. This week is. <laughs> Last week was the glasses, huh? I think one day I'm just going to wear a helmet too. <laughs> I'm not, I don't care. Okay. You're just hitting all the senses. Yeah. See that? That was a power move. Screen fall down. Don't care. I can still see it. Don't fine. Ca- ask me if I care. <laughs> I don't. You're too cool for school. That's why. <sighs> Where's my sunglasses? It's like. It's really hot in here, by the way. It's been far hotter than this. Really? It's been so much hotter than this. It's just me I'm having have, hot flashes. I have fans going right now. Um, but I am done with this stupid heat. It's it's been past two months of 95 to triple digits. It's <sighs> too much. It's so, I'm so over it. I'm so over it. And I don't know if anybody else is like. Why can't we have just been in the like 80s for a month? No, it went from like 50 to like 95. <sighs> and then to 100. There was one day, and by the way, this is the most boring podcast. If no, we're, we're starting out real if we're, strong. If we're talking about, it's like we either talk uh, about our kids uh, or we dis- or talk about the weather. And we're like, weather. how much old? <laughs> this is a podcast for the geriatrics. <laughs> 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 hey, are you over 80? <laughs> are you fed up with nothing good on TV? Listen to this podcast. Does colored television bother you? <laughs> you know, with kids running down your street, is convenience. Are they getting close to your too close to your driveway? Is convenience bothersome to <laughs> <laughs> you? Nothing. You hate good everybody enough. at the grocery store. Right. Right. Um, yeah. No. It's. Um, I'm just done, man. I'm done. You know what? I also noticed. I was driving today, and we've. We've both had a pretty good mantra about like making the most out of summers for the kids, but I truly feel like I have not had a Saturday at home in such you a long, like an uneventful Saturday at home. And you really haven't. I don't know if that's a like. I'm not saying like, oh man, we're so popular that like, we're doing all this stuff. It's more of a, like, um, we're too, we're doing too much. Well, I think you have to when you only have two months in the summer. Do you think everybody's doing half. that? Do you think everybody's just trying to jam pack everything? I think so. It's I think people are trying to camp, trying to yeah, do things. I think once fall hits and we don't have very many things planned on every weekend, we're going to miss these weekends you think so? that we're doing stuff. I think so. I feel we're like we're going to miss all the camping trips, all the. I'm going to miss it when the, the kids get older for sure. Boating. I think. No, I'm just saying like even even come fall winter because it's going to be like, okay. We can't ski yet. We can't, like, what is there to do? Mm. Go play in the leaves outside? Play in the leaves. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not like a poor immigrant advice to a kid, like, I'm bored, go play in the leaves. Go rake the leaves and then jump in them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did that all the time and it was fun. No, you didn't. You did yeah, it I twice, did. probably at most. Not you mean what? to tell me you, your parents, like, on a regular, was like, hey, go outside, rake the leaves, and make fun of that? No, we did it like I think for fun because there's nothing else to do. And how often do you feel like you did that? I don't know. A lot. 
Mm, I don't believe him. I think I think you're exaggerating the like that can't be. I mean, I see my kids or our kids um, in the summertime off from our school. kids have already done it twice in their lifespan. So yeah. And how many more times will they do it? Oh, maybe three more times. And they're exactly. Done. So and you, you said I only did it twice. I did it at least five times. At least five times. Okay, that's fine. <clears throat> that's fine. That's perfectly fine. But I, the way I'm receiving the message is like, hey, no, that was our, our regular activity. Like the way the kids are allowed to be on the screens on the weekends, are you know you had to have been like on the weekends only jump in. We didn't have like leaves. screen. There was no such thing as screens. Your we life had a TV. was your life was fine. Okay, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> You didn't have that. Yes, we know the story of the broken bike, but apart from that, it was fine. Did I tell that story? You did share that story. When did I share that when story? When we were still at the old house. I did. You did share that story. That was a good story. That was a great story. It's a story it's I a will never, never forget. It's a story that makes me always go like, oh, man, if I could just like go back in time, and give that <laughs> kid a real bike. <laughs> you know, that I mean, later on, whatever, how many ever many years passed, I did get, did get a normal bike, but. Sure. That one was just But really you can't sad. take that back. You and can't. the thing is, like, it's so sad of the story. Like, you are always, like, such a champ about it that you you never victimize yourself. You're always, like, giggling and laughing when you tell the story. <laughs> well, and I'm like, what? That's <laughs> even sadder when you're like, no, I didn't see the problem. Like, my dad does this thing where he got drunk and beat us all. No, it's fine. It's fine. You're like, well, no, you can't, you can't just look past that. I think it's because, like, when it happened, I remember, first of all, I was five. So it's it's, like... Obviously, my memory is just a tiny bit fuzzy, but also I just remember my sister laughing at me. So mm -hmm. thinking back, I'm like, I bet it was pretty funny to watch so. and witness. So I think that's the part of me that laughs about it. If you haven't listened to that, I have no idea what episode it's on. But oh, it's some of the earlier stages, probably within the first one. One of the first ones. I shared the uh, the story of my very first bike and how it all went <laughs> wrong <laughs> real fast it's such a sad story and it's such a like the heart every part of you like breaks one of it. It, and it's crazy because i think it's so, one of my earliest memories because i was five maybe barely even five but like still such a vivid memory because um because it was traumatizing it that's was, in the feelings yeah it's like the the emotions that still come back up right. i still remember those and that's why i think makes the memory still linger in my head is there were a lot of very strong <laughs> emotions well, it, it, you know now that i'm thinking about it and I, I never give it too much thought but uh we went camping this last weekend and it was our third camping trip of the year yeah and one of the girls or one of our friends daughters um she's what 11 10 10 i think she's 10 i think 10. yeah and she got like a big kid like expensive bike that's yeah. her first expensive bike one of those like six hundred dollar ones mm -hmm. it's a legitimate solid bike so quality that those bike shops that sell them like you have to go to a specialty bike shop and they will eventually buy it back from you when the kid like outgrows it but anywho um you know they they had it all serviced but the the, the pedals um were screwed on one of the pedals wasn't like tightened all the way so from pedaling it came undone Mm -hmm. And uh, I've seen my kids have that with their bikes. I've had it with my bikes. It's just, just me to torque it. That's mm -hmm. it. Like, it just happens. And the way she responded was like, but I just got this thing for my birthday. Yeah. And I was like, That's no, no, no. So oh, sweetheart. No, listen. It's not broken. I promise you. It's just loose. It happens. It's trust me. And so, like, you almost have to, like, bring them back to this place of, like, there's this purity okay there's this purity that happens of a kid and a bike mm -hmm. and uh i always thought boys are more prevalent to it but apparently everybody is is, is subjected to it 
and there's this like this is my only thing that I own you it's know mine. that's big and yeah. it's mine it's only for me my brothers and sisters probably like the most expensive thing I right own. exactly and that special moment and so I could only imagine if that's what she did I can only imagine <laughs> with with one pedal falling off I can only imagine <laughs> the, the whole bike the entire bike within a span of like three blocks right. falling apart right. piece and by I piece mean, and you're yeah. holding it the imagery of walking back home holding your bike in assembled uh, disassembled pieces is I wonder if I asked my sister like if she remembers that story how different my memory would be from hers do you think you're overreacting do you think or I wonder exaggerating, if I sorry. am I do remember holding parts of the bike and walking mm. home and crying and my sister laughing at me but I wonder how like um thank you very much yeah <laughs> I wonder how like if I did Once, there you go um, this is the benefits of me wearing headphones. I could hear if yeah. we lose sound. Oh, good. <laughs> That's actually good. I wonder if I was being more dramatic about like carrying the bike in my hands because that's what I remember. But, but you know, like your your brain does funny things, mm -hmm. and so I wonder if I ask her if she um, will have the same story. And you know what else is interesting about memory? Mm. Now that we're on this topic, I remember specifically. This is another very vivid memory. It was when we lived in Portland, so I had to have been five or six, and my parents actually did this really fun tradition of putting the tree topper, which a lot of people do this, on the tree. Mm -hmm. My dad would hold us up, and we would yeah, take turns. Yeah, that, that's every child yes, in yeah. the American household. But I feel like, but American, that's what I'm saying, like Russian, Ukrainian households didn't do that. Yeah, because our parents didn't want to embrace us. But my parents, I feel like, adopted a, a few of those traditions. Yeah, like the I, whole, like, if you're going to, if you're going to, you know, go somewhere, come back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Please come back to our house. Whoa. Sorry, that was, a, that was me kicking the... Um, yeah. Anyway, so my parents did adopt that tradition, and... Um, I, we loved it and we, we had this instead of like an angel we did have this more of a this russian um topper that was like i don't know how to describe it it's it like almost an icicle is, yes and it almost looks like the tops of the um the, the, the moscow, yeah, moscow what are they called yeah yeah the churches mosques? what are they there, no there's no mosques oh. in moscow <laughs> <laughs> the predominant default religion in, is right is, yeah yeah okay uh, what are they like um what are the catholic churches just the top yeah, it's just this like uh, uh it's like a, this peak. They almost have it's this like a like, rising peak. Well, it, they almost have this like bubble yeah, and then this bubble, peak. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Mosques in Russia. Sorry. I don't know. Anyway. They um what was they saying? Oh, so, so the like the yeah, the, the tree topper yep. was that shape and it was like this like bubble and then it had like this yeah, really skinny Which makes peak. me wonder like where did the star on the Christmas tree? Who was right? Is it the star on the top of Christmas tree? There's an tree? angel too. There's an angel. There's a star. We've had an angel in our house when we were married. Mm -hmm. um, we had, not that we're not married anymore. <laughs> when we, when we <laughs> were married. Now we're married. <laughs> now we're just doing it all for show. This is uh, We uncoupled. We're, yeah. We got an annulment. Um, there's a star. There's that icicle looking stupid thing, which I don't know where the icicle what came from. What is it called? It's probably I, an icicle thing. I don't know what it's called. But and I think that came my parents, from... It was a very... It's a Russian-Ukrainian tradition. Because Those, I do think because of the, the Catholic churches yes, in yes, St. Petersburg. You're I right. Think that's yeah. why maybe That's they, where it came from. But you have yeah. the star, the icicle-looking thing, and topper, and then you have the angel. Um, and I'm trying to figure out, like, where... Wh who... Wh who's right? You know what I mean? I don't think it's wrong or right. It's... it's. But every, we can agree that it's a Christmas tree they're all getting, and typically yeah, we're getting true. the same Christmas tree. It's usually those Christmas Douglas tree, firs. but I think that's where the traditions deviate is 
stars, angels, you know, the, the Ukrainian Russian tradition has, um, Oh, we do this thing where we, we get a small tree well, and then put it on a bucket. Or yeah. A chair. Well, like even Santa <laughs> Claus, like is a different there. Okay. And oh, yes, he's and father Frost, the, yeah. yes, it's like father Frost with his niece. With his like, what's her name? Hottie blonde, snowflake niece. something. What's I don't her, know. How would you translate that? Sniguruchka, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sniguruchka is like a, 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 a. Oh, that how do you translate that? Um, you don't. It's like because it's new. It's like a snowflake. It's a girl. Snowflake girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like a whole different tradition. Well, because because the uh, the uh, uh, I remember trying Father to Frost was Diet Maroz, which yes. is is father, is you know, or grandfather Frost. That's yeah. what his father. Yeah, grandfather Frost. Yeah. And then Grandpa is living with this hottie blonde, twenty-five-year-old <laughs> <laughs> niece. Oh, it is kind of creepy. Yeah, and Ugh. she's his helper instead of the elves. You yeah. know, so she's like, "Wow, okay, it's now, yeah." That's a my mom. I remember story. my mom. My mom was her in like a, a play or something back <laughs> at, in school. Yeah, and she got to like. What is this, North Korea? <laughs> it's, yeah, like think now, like actually verbalizing the tradition. It oh, sounds it's real creepy. super pedophilic. <laughs> It's super dark. Uh, anyway, I remember trying to explain it to Jack because he did this whole. Um, oh, here's another psychotic. This is okay. Here's another one. Cultural and like, um, he, he did this whole project on traditions yeah. and like where you're from and what what are the traditions. This is Jack. Okay. Yes, yeah, like yeah. last year, yeah, where yeah. your family's from, and I was trying to explain to him Did Maroz, and yeah. I was like, this is. I mean, if you translate it, it's yeah, father or grandpa. Grandpa Frost. Frost yeah. Um, but. Then I like showed him pictures of it and everything. He was like, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. What a confused boy. Yeah. And then like Christmas is celebrated so differently. Because everything makes sense when you're in it and around the people. It's like I always said, you never know you're poor if you're living in a, in a poor country and everybody else around you is poor. So you're typically, typically middle class Mm -hmm. because somebody might have dirt floors and you might have a couple of two by fours you can walk on or leaves, you know, like, yeah, leaves, leaves. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, there's like another thing. Oh yeah. 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 So like now that we're like breaking down some of these, like, uh, our cultural traditions and now we're looking about like how sociologically, <laughs> like they come out like really negatively. Yes. One I just thought about is, you know, the, the matryoshka, yeah. so the matryoshka, the nesting so dolls. The Russian, Russian nesting, nesting dolls. dolls. If you don't yeah. know what that is, that's basically a wooden doll that's painted in a cylindrical kind of shape. And there's about six or seven of them stacked one outside the inside other. Inside each other. And they're all female. So if you think about it psychologically, it's like, what psychopath goes, I wonder what's inside that woman. And you open the, 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 the first layer. Woman. There's another woman. No, I want to see what's inside of her. Yeah. No, I wanna yeah. And that's where you get Ted Bundy. He <laughs> people over and he goes on record saying, like, I yeah. just, you know, people going on the date and they'll be like, I wonder what the inside of her brain looks like. That's that great psycho killers. Psychopaths. So yeah. Those are the Russian nesting dolls. I loved playing with them when I was little, especially like the tiny one. The that, tiny was the cutest. So one the tiny one. The, I mean, some of them had like 10 of them in there. Mm-hmm. It depended like on how big you got one. The so, initial big size. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, we had one that was like this pretty big. So what, what would you say? Is about, six, about six inches. Is <laughs> it? <laughs> 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 Roughly, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, we got six inches. <laughs> so about like a foot yeah. tall, and I mean, some of them, yeah, would fit so many, and so that you would just like, I would play with them, and you would get that tiny one at the very bottom that was like an inch. Yeah, and, and I don't even know how they painted it. Well, like, how do you get the detail on there? It, it, it would have like three marks on it. I think science 
back even that time uh, has more miracles in figuring out how do they paint a face <laughs> on a little one inch tall thing. So listen, oh, you've probably know. never seen a G.I. Joe. Okay? <laughs> you've never seen little uh, military green anyway, army figurines. Yeah, that's true. Um, but going back, I think you're back so, then, I was so used impressed to, yeah. by a one inch I was. painted. Because I think we don't have anything in our, like the American culture, anything close to that, like the Russian nesting dolls. Oh, to the Russian nesting dolls? Russian nesting dolls. You think yeah. so? What did you call it? Russian nesting dolls. What are no, it? Russian nest. I don't know what you called it, but you Russian. kind of uh, blurted out. Blurted it all together. Anyway, going back, all the way back okay. to the story I was trying to say. We had that topper, the tree topper that was the the bubble with the it's like basically an icicle. Okay. Um but it had this opening like I don't know, how how big would you say that is? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna be very subjective <laughs> and everything's gonna be my favorite. <laughs> anyway, it had an opening for just enough for a finger to fit it. <laughs> Okay. It's about the distance. I don't from want. The, I don't want to go where I was gonna go with this. I was gonna say kiss finger. I was gonna. I was, okay. I, I stopped myself because I was gonna say something. <laughs> we're gonna stop it there anyway. And I remember my sister and I were playing with it, and yeah. I like stuck my finger in it, and I couldn't get it out, and it was like one thousand. Oh, you're talking stuck. about the, the Chinese uh, uh, finger trap? It was no in that to tree topper. I stuck oh, my finger in it. Okay. And because we were just playing around with it and I could not get it out. I remember like first not showing my parents because I knew they were going to get pissed at me. And so I just kind of like hit it. And then my dad was like, where's the tree topper? <laughs> we put on the tree. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> put, it, put it behind my back. And then like, what's that? Oh, it's just my thing. It's, it's just it's, my I, I've, I've always had yeah. this on my finger. You I, never noticed. Yeah. yeah. Father. Oh, you've never been here. <laughs> you've always neglected. Anyway, and then I started crying because I was embarrassed mm. and I couldn't get it out. And I thought I was stuck forever. Finally, my like parents, I don't know, but like oil or something in it. But it took a long time to get really? my finger out of there. That's a really narrow inside of this uh, tree yeah, topper. Yeah, it was, I, I mean, guess. But for a child Especially like that. Especially for a kid. Wait yeah. a second. I think you're getting the story confused because the tree toppers, typically the tip of the tree is at least the thickness of a uh, an adult Yeah, index I bet this one was, maybe it was probably like a tiny one. My parents were like, this will do. Really? Who knows? Okay. Maybe it wasn't even tree chopper. Maybe it was like an ornament, ornament. And they, just yeah, they flipped it out guess what it is i now. mean we were poor back then yeah, yeah sure. we did anyway but i did get my finger stuck in it. it took forever to get out but i you know what's the crazy part is i remember this memory so vividly mm -hmm. and then one year at christmas i remember telling my sister or like my parents do you remember that one time i got my finger stuck in the tree topper and my sister's like that was me that wasn't you oh you you and associated I was like, that and i was like no that like i I specifically remember the way it felt, the like, because it was metal. That's so like metal. you to take the, the spotlight you know off of somebody her? else. What if and she put was it faking it? <laughs> anyway, but to this day, I will die claiming that it was me. Because I like, remember the feelings and the like emotions that went with it. And so I still don't know. Was it her? Or was it's it me? Like, it's like the time you shared a story with me. Like, oh, when I was little, I was like living in Swedish this, fish all over I was again? living in this cottage and uh, <laughs> the Germans came and I hid in the floorboard. And I'm like, no, that's Anne Frank. <laughs> Listen, lady. <laughs> You're always trying to steal other people's story. Yeah. Like, stop. But to this day, I'm still like, I 100% I believe in my heart it was me because I have so many emotions and feelings that go along with that memory, right? Right. Like I was saying about the other one. The embarrassment, the hiding. So I'm like, I wonder like, would we ever know who it really it was? Because my sister says the same thing. She's like, it was me. I remember like 
getting my finger stuck in it. Well, maybe both of you did a really <laughs> silly thing. Time. and put your Remember, it was two different years. Yeah, I mean, like one year you did it. What five or seven year old doesn't do that? that? That like you can associate a memory, and your brain will like I believe mean, it. It was you when it was somebody else. Do you know what I have learned from uh, some of your, you know, married? There's some stuff that happened on the news with some of your distant family members, right. um, mm-hmm. uh, legally. And uh, it's that where they thought that they were like the victims, but really they were the ones that are at fault. And then the same thing with like other people. That, I've learned that there's people out there that um, they spin a story in their head a certain way for a long enough period of time that they've almost like become that person. Like they become. Or, or like convince themselves. Convince themselves, right? Yeah. Like, like I think. I think the power of the brain has, you can convince yourself you saw something when you really didn't see something. Mm-hmm. You could convince your brain to have experienced something you've never really con- you know, experienced. Um, and you can convince yourself that whatever bad, wrong thing you did was really justifiable and that the, the punishment does not fit the crime. In fact, you shouldn't even get punished because there's a different- There was nothing know, wrong. There's nothing you did wrong. You create yeah. a different narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the human brain is completely possible because I mean, we have brainwashings. We have people convincing people that they are a deity and a cult. Like, you know what I mean? Like, That's right. You're right. So yeah. I think you could easily be like, I've heard somebody say this recently and I thought it was fascinating uh, because we've had a podcast about like childhood, like trauma and stuff like that. And I, he, they said it this way. He goes, because that's a person who's sharing their experience. He goes, your childhood is never as bad as you thought, and it's never as good, good. as y- the other party thought it is, like your parents, right? So it's, it, 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 your parents didn't do as great a job as they thought, and the situation that you experienced wasn't as bad as you thought. It's somewhere in the middle. And I think that holds a lot of truth to a lot of things, right? Like our mm-hmm. brains just kind of create chaos drama, drama yeah. and chaos and it's, we strive for victimhood and emotions are a big part of that when you have such a strong emotion tied to a, a memory even though it might have been not it might have not been such a terrible memory but because you're tying this emotion that you felt at that time and maybe it was a wrong emotion maybe you know you were like five years old your mom said you couldn't go to your friend's house and all of a sudden your world ended and so that emotion of like my mom's the worst person in the world. They hate yeah. me, but that emotion is like still tied to the memory. So maybe over time that memory becomes it my mom. It evolves. I yeah. was going to go to my friend's house. We already packed, ready to go. We drove to my friend's house, and all of a sudden my mom made me come back because um, she decided that she was the meanest mom in the world mm-hmm. and that she didn't want me to go to my friend's house. And so, yeah. like, you can like make up this story. Yeah, you create because, your own narrative. Yes, yeah. because of this emotion that came with it. Sometimes it's it's important to like ex, like to, um, like back. I, well I think I, we're so I mean, subjective yeah to yeah our, to like walk the process of a child to be like right. hey okay so do you understand why you got in trouble yes. no okay well let me explain to you absolutely why. like I want you to walk through I want to walk you through your own emotions and um, yes I think that's a big um, it's a huge helpful thing with kids is to make sure they know why they're being disciplined and like why these are the consequences of what they did and if they believe this should be the consequence and they if they sure. believe what they did was wrong and that they should get but it's not even but it's it, not yeah. even the i mean the question is not uh, uh, the question we're discussing is not even um a punishment related thing we're discussing about a thing that you just experienced and the assumption that you created from it right like mm-hmm. 
we have our own assumptions, like even as adults about other people, it'd be like, well, they wished me a happy birthday like two days after they probably saw the Facebook post. So they, they, they decided to just kind of like, you know, go on record that they wished me a happy birthday. But then they had a different narrative and then you created a different narrative. And then, you know, and it's like the game of telephone or I don't know if that's a great example, but I think it's just I think our minds create certain narratives. And I think certain people are more prone to creating a worse narrative than the other person. I think you're very good about as, as an adult, at least, I don't know what you're like as, as a child. You might have been a real bitch. Who knows? I could have been. But <laughs> I, in my head, I wasn't. <laughs> no, in your head, you wasn't. Um, you were always traumatized. Yeah. Uh, I think to me as an adult, I tend to play certain games in my brain. Not games. I spin a certain narrative. And oftentimes, I have to catch myself talking myself out of it. Be like, hey, that's not what they meant. Hey, I'm pretty sure this is what that was. And, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes it, I can save myself from going to a, uh, you know, a darker hole than I really need to. And a lot of times I don't. And I, my mood changes you and you're like, that, and you're yeah. like, why are you so cranky? And I was like, oh, it's just, I'm being yeah, rational. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> 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 that's exactly how you respond. I tell you, like, I was like, hey, I'm just being, I'm just being irrational. Yeah. So. I think the most important part is like recognizing that. Yeah. I think when we're kids, we don't recognize that. Oh, no. I mean, let alone. Things, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I could count on my, I could probably count on one hand, like center of mine of my, I probably, I'll probably need less of a hand. I'll need less fingers of like the way I kind of remember as children, how many of my friends were like embraced by their parents, like in front of, in public. I don't know what they did behind, but in behind the you doors. mean like hug them hug them embrace them you know what i mean like uh cuddle them hold their hand like i don't know but then then again i'm we're judging my uh um historic uh, artic, uh historic memory from a uh, zero to seven years old like come right. on how much of that is credited like how much of that yeah is something you're like oh i just didn't see it are you really gonna trust i mean an account of a seven-year-old right. I mean, if it's in a, if it's in a, you know, obviously a dangerous scenario, yes, you know, child safety, but it, all in all, it'd be like, hey, mm-hmm. like our kids probably think we did nothing this year. Like, no, well, dude, we went this and this. I, like, oh, I know, really? you have to remind them too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Like Jack told me today because we, I took him to the store with me and he wanted to get these um, new sneakers. And I was like, just bought you sneakers. Like two months ago mm-hmm. i can show him the receipt yeah i have it um anyway i said no which yes you can commend that's, me on saying no okay listen high five because <laughs> that's hard for you to do they literally asked to buy something in every single aisle we went into anyway found these sneakers i said no and then we were walking to the to the cash register because i bought the three things i needed and we were out of there nothing else all <laughs> nothing right nothing else and he goes, Mom, I can't even remember the last time you bought me anything. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, but give him a Russian nesting doll. I honestly can't remember either, but I'm sure it was like yesterday. Yeah. But it was just like, are you kidding me? Like, that's how, you, first of all, that's how your memory is, but also how ungrateful you are that you can't, that, did that just come from a place of just like, I want something? Or is that how you really feel? I was just like, you guys are the most spoiled kids in the entire world. And you, this is what you say to me. Uh, I was kind of like, part of me was really offended that he said that. And the other part of me was obviously like mad. Mm -hmm. But then the other part of me was like, 
you really feel that way? Do I need to buy him something right now? <laughs> How many parts are there to you? A lot. I, at I, least seven. I think at least seven. I think, I mean, I think you responded appropriately when you were offended and you were shocked, yeah. but then there's, there's a small part of you. I, I mean, I would probably be dwelling in one specific my, uh, spot. would be like, hey, listen, what? Excuse me? I like, didn't respond because I was like getting ready to pay, but I feel like I need to address it sometime today mm-hmm. so he knows like... He was just seemed so like. But what does it feel? What does he feel like? Something needs know. to be bought recently to him. I know. I don't know why, but I think because he didn't. And then his other point was that I buy Beckham way more things than I buy him, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to remind him how much it cost to get his switch fixed yeah. just recently. Right. <laughs> um, but it's just like it was kind of like jarring because I was like, what? See, on my responses, and I've done this before, where I take away. Th- things that they should be appreciated for right. because they are in a small minority group of people who have these like so many things, things. and You're so like not appreciated there's one them. time where i took his bed sheets <laughs> and his pillow yeah. and his blanket away and i was like congratulations this is how you get to sleep today and granted it was one night and i was like hey was that comfortable i was like no and of course in the middle of the night i came and i like put a put blanket over yeah. yeah while he was still like fast asleep but uh, like little things like that they don't i mean they kids don't appreciate they don't it, understand yeah. that they're fr- like i was putting this perspective to them i was like you know, I was like, do you think your friends get to go to a restaurant like as often you get to go to a restaurant? Like, do you think like like little things like that? Because they don't see. Right. Uh, they don't know. Do you think your friends get to go camping this often? No. Do you you know what I mean? Do you think so? I don't know. I think they just reminding them. Yeah. They just don't see the other side of the coin. So. Right. And they only focus on the what they didn't get or what they don't have. And well, that, that's a bigger. And in their defense is because how often we do get them something specifically you. Um, I think they kind of feel like this is the normal. And so if it's been a few trips to the store and I haven't got anything, it's like, why do you hate me, mom? Mom. Yeah. Why do you hate me, mom? Especially mom, because there's always something. I mean, I did buy them underwear. So they should be appreciated. Have them go with that underwear for a week (laughs) (laughs) in 100 degree weather and see how this feels. See how they feel. But yeah, that was kind of jarring because I was like, what? How dare you? It's like, you just. Is that how you really feel? They're turds. (laughs) I think they need to understand their turds, and I think when they become adults, they're going to know that they're turds. And I don't think all these memories that maybe they'll recall, they're going to be like, oh, my childhood was that hard. No, I don't think they will. I think it was just in the moment. If he was just mad because I didn't buy him the sneaker, so that's why he decided to say it. But mm-hmm. it was, yeah, I don't think these are the ones that stick. It's it's mo- it's more like emotionally based. Like, you, we, like we talked about, like there's certain times that he'll say something like, mom, dad, you know what I really like? Mm-hmm. And it's like, those are the memories that are going to stick with him is when he said, I really like when we're watching a movie and I get to hold your hand. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what? And I'm That's like, I didn't a, hold your yeah. hand. I hold Beckham's hand. Yeah. I'm like, no, that was my hand. <laughs> I'm like, no. Dad, that was mine. Yeah, 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 and, it, yeah. and it's cool to hear things like that because you know those are the memories that are going to stick with him forever and ever and ever. Not that they didn't get a pair of shoes that they sad. wanted. Which, by the way, he really did just get a pair of sneakers like um, two months ago. You bought two. You bought them an out, like nice sneakers and like outside no, sneakers. No, no, no. Only, I only bought him one pair. Well, you got them Vans and you got those other sneakers? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Well, Vans aren't sneakers. Are they they're shoes. Sneakers? Okay, they're shoes. They're, they're, they'll go outside with yeah. them. They'll go yeah. everywhere. Like they're not. Yes. Okay. On record. Yes. One pair of sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> but then another pair of shoes. Yeah. True. Yeah, he did get two pairs of shoes. Yeah, my gosh. You're, you need to figure it out, lady. You're so manipulative by them. Because they're right. They don't have enough shoes. <laughs> Just kidding. And, uh, like, you always go to, like, this whole I life. always feel like they have a good point. Sure. 
What's their good point? They're five and seven. I know. Or six and seven. They don't have good points. I know they don't. They don't. But in the moment, sometimes I don't know that. I, and what if you made a practice of before leaving the house with the kids, you go, hey, um, nobody can ask I me did. for anything. But I, I, okay, usually I say that when we're driving in the car. And somehow they still. What do they do? They just simply. Like, me in. What does it look like for a six and seven year old to do mind psychological games? Or do they go. Do they simply go, hey, um, can I have this? And you're like, no. hmm. No. Hmm, I no, see you're playing goes, 3D chess. Yeah. No, this is how it goes. First, they find the most expensive thing they could find. Mom, can I get this? Please, 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 please. No, I'm not buying you a $60, whatever it is, Nerf gun. Okay. Puts it back. Well, what about this? It's only 10 <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're Oh, good. fine. They know how to be on They know. And then you know Beckham. Beckham's better at it than Jack. Jack is actually pretty good at going, okay, and puts it back. Beckham cannot take no for an answer. Am I too close? You're so close. To the mic. I Can only you notice hear it because me spitting into the microphone. No, but it's it's just I I think what headphones do is they give you a real awareness of. Well, that's why we should both wear them. Fine, I'll get you the Thank headphones, you. Beckham. <laughs> I'll find the cheaper one. <laughs> you see? No, uh, Beckham has like a gift. He has an awareness that if he keeps saying please, 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 you mean Beckham's annoying me for doing yes. that? Yes. Well, like he just cannot take no for an answer. He won't. <laughs> That's, we need to nip that and in if the butt. He do, yeah. And then if you do end up saying no, he melts into a pool of tears. Yeah. Just gonna... And so sometimes it's like, I don't want to deal with this. Hey, let's play a if game. How about $10, fine. Let's play a game. How long we can last without buying them? <laughs> I bet I you. I bet you I could do 10 years. <laughs> I could do 10 minutes. <laughs> you could do 10 minutes. That's no, I did great today. I was actually really proud of myself because. Did you? Every aisle. Well, I know you. I told you guys I want to buy anything. I know, but just this one thing. Oh, look, it's a book. It's not even a toy. What about just a book? And I was like, <laughs> Beckham, you're never going to read this. Knowledge but is it's power. A, but it's a picture book. Knowledge is power. It's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> just tell them what I always tell them. Like, use your money and, and, yeah. and buy it. Yeah, I did. I said, like, you, you need to save up your dollars right yeah. now. You have two. You're not going to buy anything yeah. with $2. Save it up. Broke, punk. You can you're buy whatever broke. you want. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, ah, you're poor. You yeah. Tell them. Do more stuff around the house. Yeah. Well, we should stop talking about our kids because this is, I'm, I don't know if people Maybe people can this. relate. Nah, I'm sure they could relate. I think it's cute on paper. But it's what, cute on it's paper. Nobody else would be rambling about our kids. I know. Parent. Well, yeah. that's our life. That's our life. Yeah, that's fine. It's fine. It'll do. It's fine. Mm -hmm. So you're going out with the girls tonight? Mm -hmm. Come on, dad duty. Dad duty. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey, listen, I don't mind it. It's been a while that you went out. That's true. I used to go out. No, no, no. Well, more. I think you're. I, I know that doesn't mean you need to go out more often. You just <laughs> pump your brakes. I'm just saying. Pump your brakes. No, but you're right. I feel like I used to go a lot. Hey, when's the last time I went out? Do you remember that? Do you? Because I don't. <laughs> I really don't. Well, you're going hunting for like a whole week soon. I am, and it's gonna be miserable. But you're still going. <laughs> yes, because I'm trying to bring food for our family. Okay. Because we're so. Yeah, we're starving. We're starving. Yeah, we're we starving. need it. No, I'm. I'm happy you're going, but. It's going to suck. Why? A whole week? Yeah, you'll find you're an empowered woman. You don't need no man. I mean, they're stepdad. Do you feel like back in the day when, like, people, villages relied on hunters to go out and, like, bring meals back for the, fam for the, for the village? 
Do you think their wives nag them and be like, how long are you going to the village? <laughs> oh, you're be oh back? four fortnights? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, you know, it's going to suck. Four fortnights. Yeah, four fortnights. How many half moons? Yeah. And you're like, listen, I, I don't want to go, but I have to. Oh, you don't want to go to hang out with the guys? Then and maybe don't chasing go. Chasing animals. Maybe don't go. We'll, <laughs> we'll starve. Oh, will we? We got plenty of leaves and berries. <laughs> I gathered some this morning. Yeah, we'll be fine. Whatever. Like, do you feel like that's what the conversation yes, looks like? I, think I so. hope not, because I think we have not. I evolved. think it's different when there's been this um, assumption of somebody leaving from the beginning, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. hunter and gatherers, like they they did that from like yes, they before saw they even got married. Yeah, their fathers and their said, "Listen, yeah. girl, if we're gonna get married, you should know this is what I I'm am. I'm gone every other weekend. <laughs> hey, come September, Listen, October. I still love you. Yeah. September, October, I'm outie. Yeah, but it's like with you, you actually haven't. You've gone hunting a few times, but you would go for like two days, mm-hmm. one night sometimes. But this is the longest you've gone. And that's the gone. hardest, John. Yeah. You're almost, you're almost guaranteed to not get anything back. Yeah, yeah. And I get it why you're going for so long because it's like, first of all, the drive there is long mm-hmm. and then you want to spend the time. But I'm just saying it's going to suck because I love you so much. I'm going to miss you. <laughs> you're content with me at best. You don't <laughs> love me that much. Okay. Uh, and then, You yeah. know when the paychecks show up. So you're like, you're content. You just want yeah. me to watch the baby so you can go watch The Bachelor. <laughs> So Mondays are going to suck. That's all. Mondays are going to suck. And there's only going to be one Monday. I'm not going to have you. Yeah. No. I can only imagine you know how, how bad many I'm Uber s- Eats, how many McDonald's trips, and how many you, toys well, you're going to Well, duh. Have. You think I'm going to cook oh, while you're God. gone? I cook for you. Do you? Yeah. We just give the kids The kids, kids don't nuggets. care. Yeah, screw them. I make them quesadillas every night. Well, that's easy. I have not Mac had a quesadilla cheese. in a long time. I made one for Harper today. You did? She didn't eat it. Oh. She ate like one piece. Spoiled brat. Why don't you take her blanket? No, I think away. I burned it. Take her blanket. Yeah. <laughs> take her blanket away and her, her bunny. <laughs> teach her a lesson. <laughs> one year old. Teach that one year old a lesson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got a good. <laughs> when I was little, I had to drink powdered water. <laughs> Did you know you drink your whole milk from, you know, a I dairy may, here I, locally based? I may or may not have had my finger stuck in a in a in, a, in an icicle <laughs> ornament thing, and you don't know how good you have. Do it. you know? What I went through when I was five? Allegedly. I may or may not have. May or may not have, but the memory's still there. It could have been my sister, but who knows? You got it good. You got it so good, sister. Sister. No, I think I just, like, I don't look forward to sleeping really bad at night because I can't sleep. Why do you bring them in the room? That's my question. No, what? not you. Not that. What, the if kids? they're not in the room, I still can't sleep. Oh, well, I think I recommend you don't bring them in the room. But why are you not sleeping? Because you're not there. Oh, oh, I'm not there. No, that's not what <laughs> And that's not being like cute. And yeah. like, no, I just cannot sleep. When Why? You're at home. Is it because there's fear that's running through your mind? I think a lot of it is like the. Oh, true crimes that you the, listen to? Yes. You need to knock that out. I know. You need to I've knock actually that not out. been listening hey, to Hey, why don't you do time. another one? Why don't you watch Paranormal Activity when I leave, too? Oh, uh, that'll be nice, huh? Do you see the correlation between the two? That is the same. No, I actually haven't listened to the true crime podcast in a while which is good i feel like i'm better like not thinking about that stuff but i think a big part of it is when you're gone there's this huge weight on my shoulders of i'm the i'm the one responsible okay neil from the matrix (laughs) no you know what i mean like with you it's like if something goes wrong if something if somebody breaks in it's like i go to you right you're the man of the family (laughs) but it's like when you're gone, 
it's just like this enormous weight of if there's a fire, if somebody breaks in, if there's some weird noises I'm hearing. Or like, okay, like all those scenarios start running through my head mm-hmm. and it's, they don't stop. Well, I think power or knowledge is power. So I think if you run yourself through those scenarios and I've always walked you through like, here's what you got to yes, do. So yeah. this happens. Or you and that. I do love that. I feel like I am more prepared. So I do know that like, you know, part of me is like, listen, like you, yeah, you've done the, the drills, mm-hmm. but you know, there's still, that's, that's so much weight to carry. So I feel you. <laughs> it's a lot of weight. Like, and so f- whenever you're gone, it's like, it just feels very heavy <laughs> to yeah. carry that. I mean, listen, it's, yeah. it's, I, I, both parties kind of feel that. And you know right? me, so I like overthink and overanalyze a lot of situations. And so, it, that's why it keeps just replaying in my head. It's not like I'm think about it. Okay, move on to the next anxiety yeah, thing. It's right. like nope, it's gonna keep replaying. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know how to put you at ease for that because I think, I think the the knowledge is power. I think if you know exactly what to do, I think it's different if you don't know what to do. Right. Like, um, I know to me one of the bigger fears that I have, and like that's more of like a realistic thing, is like, um, I, well, remember one time uh, we had uh, we were stuck in snow in mm-hmm. McCall. And the, the truck was getting buried down and there was no reception and there's nobody around. We're in the, the forest and that helplessness yeah. because I didn't have a plan B. If I had a shovel, I'd be like, cool, I have a shovel. I can dig it out. I didn't have a shovel. If I had reception, that would have been fine because I could have called. That was a plan B. I didn't have reception. Um, if I had a winch, I didn't have a winch so I couldn't pull us out. So like all these little things, we become helpless. But I think so like the day to day to me is like, what do I do? So I have big jacked up tires on my truck. And I'm like, what happens if I get a, a, a hole in one of those tires and I'm in like hunting somewhere? And well, it's like, I have a spare tire, but the spare tire is significantly smaller. So I can't right. really, right? <laughs> right? Or can I really even, even jack up a car truck that's that high to be able to change the tire? Or like, what if I have my trailer with me? Um, do I have the tools to fix the job? What if I have just deflated thing? What if I have that? What if I have this other thing? These are real life things that I'm always like circulating thinking, but what puts all these things at ease is when I worry about them and then I go, okay, today we're going to find a solution to make sure that that does that fear no longer bothers mm-hmm. me. And that's preparation. That's why I'll have a tourniquet. That's why I'll have, you know, a pump in my truck. That's why I'll have, um, uh, tools. That's why I'll have all these things. Um, and when that's there, I'm at ease again. So I think with you, when, when you get these fears, you go, okay, so what did Alex say? If he hears a noise, okay have the kids in the room. That's the pin number to the gun safe that's in the room. Get the pistol, get your uh, elbows into you, point, squeeze the trigger, right? Uh, they're gonna be, hit the panic button, you know? Uh, like all these little things, they're, they're, they're like you talk through them and you know, I know what to do. If there's a fire, what do I do? Grab the kids, run across the street, call them one. Like these, these little things, you're like, you never want to figure out what to do in the situation. You just have to almost have this muscle memory where you're just like, I know what to do. Mm-hmm. So, but that means practicing it and like at least brushing up on the like okay. the drills. Let me ask you this: Do you still remember the pin? No. Uh, code? Yep, that's exactly what it is. And I've shared with you so many times, and you've written but down I'm on your phone. Scared to write it down. You have it in your phone. Yeah. But what you don't do is you don't go look at it. Yeah. Periodically and be like, "What is it again?" Like yeah, you don't you do too. that. No, of course you say you need. Of course you need to, but you don't, and so you almost let yourself. Because what's going to happen is because when adrenaline's kicking in, do you think you're going to remember it? No, no, you're going to blink, and then you go, "Where's my phone?" And then you're like, "Under what tab is it?" Because I have twenty note tabs. 
It's like 150. Yes, I know. Not 20. That's that's exa- you. It, they teach you. I mean, all the special forces people, all the first responders, they always teach you to always rely on your training. That way, you don't use your brain. There's some argument to be said and some sh- stories to be shared where people in these emergency scenarios, like life and death stuff, sometimes they almost get like laser focus, which is fantastic. But you need to have that laser focus when you have this repetition. The only thing you do when there's an intruder is you have to remember these five digits to this code, grab, point, and press. That's it. You don't have to remember if there's a bullet in the chamber. You don't have to remember if there's bullets in the gun. Everything's loaded. There's no safety. It's open the thing. So it's the smallest steps to prevent any kind of uh, like redundancy. Yeah, redundancy like saves lives. You know what I mean? Where it's like just, just straight to the point, no thinking, no figuring out, no tampering right. with it. And so I think that's on you because I've shared that information with you plenty of times. Um, and I think it's on you to be like, why do I not do that? Because the same, you said, I feel the weight that you carry. He's like, well, and I appreciate that. But there's also something to be said about you educating and equipping yourself because I'm not always going to be present. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had a house fire when Jack was like two weeks old, you know, seven, eight, eight, well, nine years almost ago, right? Or eight years ago. And it's... Um, well, seven. Almost it, would, eight. it would be seven, yeah. Um, and so, and so, uh, September. so that that proves it to you. I'm not always there, so you need to be equipped on your own end. You, you have to have your own level of curiosity. Be like, hey, okay. you know what's gonna happen when what? you right before you leave is when I'm gonna memorize it, memorize it, and then you're gonna memorize it for a week, yeah. And then I'll come back, and yes. you're like, I'm like, and hey, I'll what's the code? It. And you're yeah. like, I don't know. <laughs> Which way do I hold this gun? Yeah. What gun? Mm-hmm. I think there's a level on you, the same anxieties that you it have is. with the kids. But you know, that's how I am when it's like when the pressure's on, I will do it because I know I have to. But if it's like any moment where I don't feel like the pressure's on me, I kind of like relax a little too much. I think it's interesting what you just said, the pressure on you. Because I think the majority of the women from the, the feeling that I've kind of gotten from talking to your friends in the conversations is like, the gals always say this, like when I think have so many things I'm thinking about all day, the last thing I want to do is be intimate with my husband or whatever. And it's interesting to me because I'm always like, how much weight are you carrying? And I, it sounds like the way you just articulated is like, you're only carrying what's enough for you. You know what I mean? You're like, I'm just willing to carry that and I'm not willing to carry any other things. So you're not well, worried about like- Well, I think like, it's because the we're the carrying night. so much extra that that's not something I even have like the capacity for at this time, unless I drop all the other things I'm thinking about or carrying. So, like, I think maybe that's a big part of it is we do, at least I do, and I know a lot of my friends do, is you carry so much extra, I don't know, anxiety about things that probably don't really matter. Like, if you're going to miss The Bachelor on Monday? (laughs) No, like, a lot of it is kid stuff. A lot of it is... You worry about drownings with kids. Yes. Like, accidents. um, Yes honestly fires because yes. we had one like right. in but also it's things that don't make sense like we had people over for dinner i'll go to sleep and think about and relive every conversation we we had and think did i say the wrong thing should i have said this do you think they don't like me because i said this instead of this like there's just it just doesn't make sense why i think about that and relive that it's the people pleaser in me that wants to well like, i do the same things. thing perfectly we had neighbors come over drop off some cinnabons yeah. and i was like oh but thanks do you, so much does that keep you up at night yeah really yeah you know what i did that night i go because they, they came to drop it off i was so thankful and i was like oh because they had a baby i was like oh hey i work with tactical baby gear like they're one of my like partners i was like hey let me get you guys like some of this cool gear so i, I sent them off 
And they're really, um, I gave him a diaper bag and like one of those Evoc emergency blowout kits. And I was like, oh, please have this. Like, you'll find it like handy. So why did that keep you up? Because I was like, was I being too forceful and too much? Like, do you do that? It's like, it's like leaning in for a kiss on a first date. You're like, hey, dude, check it out. You went the full hundred, not the 90. I went the full hundred. And so like all these things like that, a hundred percent keep me up. And I think it's a normal human instinct when it comes to like pleasing other people. I get it. Or being like a a good host or whatnot. But I think the same way that I know how to keep you and the kids safe is the same level of attention I give to like the other parts of me that I don't practice often. But it's like, if you left for a week, I know what to make for the kids to eat. You know what I mean? I know when Harper needs to go down for a nap. Mm -hmm. I know how to make sure she's taking care of her. She's taking care of and and a bath and all that stuff. Which that stuff is, I mean, I get it. And that stuff isn't as like, I think what, what terrifies me about because I have anxiety about everything but the I think the whole gun situation um if somebody breaks in at night like that is just such a life and death thing that I almost feel like I'm not even though we've run through the drills I almost feel like inside that I'm I'm not equipped or I'm not prepared that I all you're not all you're not you've handled the gun once yeah so that's probably a big part of it is like I don't even want to think about that because I don't feel like I am prepared and I don't feel like I am um, I feel like I'm going to freeze up because that's what I usually do. do under very intense circumstances. And so it's like part of my brain is probably just like, if you don't think about it, you don't have to like worry about that's it. Being you know? That's yeah. being naive. It is. You it really have is. asked me to teach you to drive a stick so you can drive my Porsche more often than you have ever asked me. You've never asked me to teach you how to handle a gun or anything like that. But you I've, did. You have I've, taught me. I've, I've, yeah. I've taken you out once. I've given you like the... the but the to, be, to and, be... And all of it's out the window. But you have made more of an intentional request to I've be equipped. I've asked you like once. To no, no, to no. There's, I can count three times. No way. Yes, I promise. It was once. I swear. I promise. Three Hand on the Bible. I promise. And and so to me, I'm like, hey, Don't believe hey, him. enough with this driving my Porsche nonsense. He's the only reason... <laughs> You're you not gonna do it. You don't need Listen, to. You don't need to, need to, learn to drive a stick. <laughs> You'll be fine. Let's talk about handling a pistol yeah. no, in an intrusive situation. To be fair, though, you've had the guns for a really long time. You've only had the Porsche for a couple months, so that's why you remember me asking you a couple times. <laughs> it's fresh in your memory. Oh, um, but so I do. I do think I need better practice, and I need better. Um, I just need to be better equipped with handling, being able to be confident in handling situations. And honestly, to be not fair, but like I never grew up around being around guns. So they've scared me for a really long time. Well, I think a lot of people would scare And that, I mean, and, and it's true. And I don't know if, you know, who's listening to this and if they're going to not want to listen to our podcast after this, but um i did you need to stop being worried about what people think <laughs> no but i was it was like that i didn't grow up around guns my my parents never had a single gun around so i with the first time that i was exposed to one i mean maybe when i was little like i knew of like one guy that was like my parents friend that had a gun and like when we were little we he let us shoot one when we were like okay don't share that story okay because that's not a good responsible gun handling thing no we were like i remember when i was a kid and so he's like hey you guys want to shoot this honestly it probably was not responsible (sighs) and i can't believe my parents let us but anyway um 
so I never was exposed to that. I was never around it. So the first time I was exposed to it in a very safe setting, I was still very afraid of this, you know, contraption. <laughs> so I think a part of me still kind of goes back to that of like, oh my gosh, I'm so scared of this. You know, like it, mm -hmm. what if I shoot myself in the foot? What if I yeah. you know, accidentally shoot it? And well, I still have these, a lot of these It's the fears. same thing. And I'm not to turn this into like a gun podcast. We can save that thing for another day about right. like, home defense and safety yeah. and equipping the family, which I think is a great actually I title. Think, yeah. Um, but I think, I think, I think there's a level of comfort as if you had a kitchen knife, a, a solid, very sharp, like high end kitchen knife that you know that like it, it, it cuts tomatoes like very, really well. Just do a little. So, so it's the same level be like, well, how do I know I'm not going to cut my finger off? Well, because you're not five. And you know not to put not not to put your tongue on the on the blade. Like, <laughs> how do I know I'm not going like, to cut my tongue you know, off? You know how to hold it. You know how to you know how to control it. You yeah. know how not to walk too close to somebody while you're walking. You know not to talk with your uh, hand flailing with the knife like like you're conducting an orchestra. Like there's certain knife safeties that that you always like almost like redundant. You're like, what are we? Ta I, uh, that's so right. silly. Why are we talking? Why about are we even, why are we even doing that? Why would I do that? Yeah. It's the same thing as gun safety. It's like never look. One of gun safety is never look at the end of the barrel, even if your fingers on the handle or not, or the trigger or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. never, not even the guns unloaded. Like you just don't do that. You don't point at other people. You always keep your finger off the trigger unless you're ready to pull the trigger on a target, a game, uh, you know, a game animal or a um, an intruder, intruder somebody yeah. you're intending to kill. Like, like there's these things you're like, wait, why would I do that? Like, like it's people who are scared about having their gun in a holster in their appendix, which is up front about like, um, so they call it one o'clock, which is like, if your belly button is 12 o'clock, then slightly to the right, right? And the appendix carry people are like, aren't you afraid of bla like blowing your junk off? And I'm like, no, because you have to understand how guns work. The holster's covering the trigger. There's nothing who can in that can interfere with the any way. I can do sit-ups and nothing's gonna fear the trigger. You know, I mean, the things like that, you're like, what? That's, there's yeah. education. You, you have it to is. have a level of... I think of so much of it is education, but also practicing. Practicing to make sure that you, you are constantly understanding how this thing functions and it operates. Absolutely. But I just do wish that because I didn't realize how much of these fears were so uh, regular with you, no mm -hmm. matter how many times I leave. Like, I would imagine you would make an effort on your end and be like, hey, listen, I'm still not comfortable with that. Can we go do this thing so I am comfortable? Mm -hmm. And like nothing. But even like learning, okay. Nothing turns me on more. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, can we? Yes. But I mean, to go even like a step further, it's not even just those things. But yeah, like even if there was a fire and let's say it's blocking the front door, like what, which way do I go? What do we Correct. do? Correct. So it's like a lot of those learning those protocols i guess a plan a and plan b yes plans. You plan b. and also like yeah knowing if plan a is not working plan b is not working like what's our plan c correct and so to be able to have these plans in place i think will put my mind at ease because we just moved into this house okay so prime example this house okay first order of business because the the house is set up in a wing like like on one side of the wing is where all the rooms are okay so you get the kids, you go for the front door to go run across the street. Let's say there's a fryer there. You go back to where you were, you go back into the bedroom or the kids' room and you open the sliding window and everybody climbs out, go across the street. Like, you, know, you just specifically ask yourself, like almost envision where you would go if A, B, and C is closed. And then that way by like imagining it, when the thing happens and you do freeze up, you just kind of recall of like, what was it that we were talking about? Mm -hmm. That's really it. Mm -hmm. 
it's the same level of intensity happens like we are drilling with our kids our phone numbers right why because if they ever get lost they said hey can you call my mom and dad tell them i'm lost my dad's number is so-and-so my my dad's friend irena her number is so-and-so. <laughs> what's her name again yeah. uh i think it's just an i so yeah i i think i think that's that's i think you owe it to our kids and to yourself to Absolutely. make that effort to be like hey i'm not comfortable with this i need Absolutely. more and then i'll make all the time and scenarios in the world to be like, hey, we're gonna do this, we're gonna go, mm. we're gonna practice you opening that up, we're gonna, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And even things like earthquake or I don't know, there's just so many natural disasters too. Fears that are happen. put. Like, the, we out. had a, like a small earthquake here, when was it? A year ago? A year ago. Less than a year ago. Last fall, I think. I think I was still pregnant, actually. So maybe a little over a year. But, um, and it was kind of this like moment of, is this happening? Is this real? Oh my gosh, our kids, they're up in a tree. What are we going to do? <laughs> that was kind of scary. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, but it was like, yeah, like all these, but these are the things I think about when I'm driving in a car, I think about getting in a car accident and what I, what I would do if we like get in an accident, like how I would give mm -hmm. to my kids and how, like what would it look like if somebody hits you from this side or the front or this side it's just the things that run through my head never stop okay so that's okay that's a great thing though is that it runs through your head but then are you looking for the answers to those questions because if there it's, a, it's an endless loop then the, the answer is no you're not looking for mm -hmm. answers what answers is like you go home and you google or you ask me and mm -hmm. if i don't know it or just google it on your own and be like hey what to do in case there's a grease fire what to do if there's an earthquake what right. to do and when you, it, to embrace a, 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 a hit with a head-on collision, do you embrace? Do you relax? What do you do? I ask these questions. We went camping, uh, I think, uh, the weekend before last with some friends. And um, he was a, um, uh, 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 in the Navy. Mm -hmm. And I asked him, I said, you know what terrifies me? I was like, my biggest fear probably is crashing into a dark ocean. Like inability to see in this endless thing. And I said, what do they do? What like training do they do with you guys in the Navy to overcome those kind of fears? He goes, well, they'll do these. Like in an airplane? In the airplane, yeah. He goes, well, first of all, they do is they, we have the simulator. It's this like airplane with no windows in it um, that is hooked up to this crane in a building. And it submerges you into a very, very deep pool. Wow. And you're in full gear. And the first time you, you do it. Um, and there's instruction in the very back. The first time you do it, you're open eyes, right? Second time you do it, you have like tinted eyes. The third time you do it is like blacked out. And so they teach you. They teach you. They go, okay, so first you have to establish your, I don't remember the terminology, but it's like establish your first point of contact. So it's like my chair. I'm grabbing my, the bottom of my seat with my left hand. Okay, I know that the bottom of my seat, my left hand, to the left side of that is going to be a window. And the, above me is the ceiling. And to the right is that. So if the exit, the window is to the left, the exit door is four to the right. So I can almost like, like a blind man feeling out, like you know the orientation of your room. Mm -hmm. Exactly, but you have to establish your first point of contact, like where are you? And so I ask those questions, even though I'm not like traveling, like I don't know the last time I flew on an airplane, but it's like, I do these kind of things just to like put fear away. Cause what mm -hmm. if one day, cause I know that one day God forbid I will be in that situation and I'll know, okay, first grab your seat, grab the side rail, know right. where you are and then kind of start. And so that, and then after I did, I heard them say that and I was like, cool, not, not afraid anymore. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. these little things. I guess for me, I, it what and maybe this is something now I can think about now that we're having this conversation. But I think for me, it was just like, I think about it, 
but then that it ends there i just I, it, like uh, you said it's like this cause continuous loop of like the fear of i don't want to lose my children in an accident i don't want to lose my children to a drowning i don't want to lose my children to this th- this and this and then it's this loop of just like fear and instead of going okay like how do i better prepare myself in these situations how do i get out of this fear mm-hmm. yeah yeah and that's probably what gives me so much of that anxiety is like i love my kiddo so much that i just sometimes will think yeah like what love happens if they do <laughs> i can't i'm just the best mom i just love him so much <laughs> yeah no i totally get it i think i think i think it's your responsibility to put quiet down the noise that's in your head and the only way the answer to that is is to seek the answers and i'm more than happy to help you find those answers but you have to tell me that you you have these fears and today's probably the first time that i've heard that you have this con- constant loop but mm-hmm. the way you know how like like what i end up t- a lot of times do like when there's so much in my mind that i like oh don't remember this don't forget to do that mm-hmm. i have a notepad on my phone and it's like a uh, computer work or to do today right mm-hmm. and or, or like uh for example i'll lay in bed i'll be like oh crap i gotta do payroll tomorrow and then what I'll do is like, instead of me going, don't forget to do that, don't forget to do that, and can't fall asleep, I'll roll over, grab my phone, go into the task computer, type in payroll, email, whatever. And then after that, it almost takes it off of my brain. And I'm like, cool, we're handling it. There's a, yes. there's, it's there's written a, down now. It's written down. I'll get it to I have tomorrow, to look, yeah. I'm looking at it tomorrow. I, it's, I'm never gonna forget it, trust me, because it's like on the task. Mm-hmm. And so now you've opened up your brain bandwidth even more. And so right. same thing is like, oh, I'm afraid that. of a head-on collision. What to do in a head-on collision? Boom, you know what I mean? Like I'm afraid of, of, of uh, my, my child choking on something and Alex is not here. How do I do it? Okay, this. And then, you know, you've, you've solved it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Wow, I hope you guys were enlightened by that. Yeah. <laughs> It's a deep one. It was a deep. It was kind of a little bit of everything. We, we came in the fourth quarter we, on this yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> Went from uh, childhood know, memories. I don't know we're gonna, we're gonna to call this one. Yeah. Although it would be fun to unpack like Russian and Ukrainian traditions. That should be one of our podcasts coming up. We've, just, we, like, well, we've done a few. We kind of yeah. did it a little Some bit childhood today. Things but, but like childhood memories is different. But like if we did unpack like weird traditions in the culture or weird foods. Well, we kind of did foods a little bit. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think it'll be fun. Um, we are going to start having more. Um, we've talked about it to have more, um, I don't know, a dynamic range on this podcast. So we're going to start having more guests. I think the first couple of them will be, well, we're looking for, if you guys know of, uh, somebody that you think would be an interesting guest too. Yeah. Can shoot us some. Yeah. It's a, it's a next door neighbor kind of feel to it. So again, like we just talked to our neighbors, but we've had some people wire remotely on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of remote podcast. Yeah. We, it's not as we do them as, yeah, they're not fun. as, yeah, they're, they're, the timing is off. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously we do them out of necessity because you know, this is the only but way local, to kind of, yeah. locals cool, would be nice. Local people that just want to yeah. yeah, hang out and talk. And so I think what we'll do is we'll create kind of a newer kind of layout where I think will be us for the first half of like, like 30 minutes of the podcast of just us doing our thing. And then we'll invite another person, um, to sit down with us and to have like a conversation with both of us. And that mm-hmm. way, I think we'll create a cool, fun, dynamic thing of seeing us interact with these people and learn something from people and just kind of see where that goes. So yeah, it'll be fun. If you guys will like that. <sighs> what else? I think so. Well, what else? Um, you know, that is it for <laughs> us. <laughs> I 
can't think of anything else yeah. at the moment. Right back at you. All right, guys, you know the drill. All right, share this stuff. It's the only way we grow. Um, we are definitely growing. You guys are lovely and, and helping us do you this. You guys are lovely. Lovely. Everybody's, you guys are perfect. Mwah, mwah, mwah. You're just, all great. Just great. And uh, just share it, like it, rate it if you can, uh, and tag us on Instagram and social media. Just uh, show us you're listening and watching. Uh, until next Love time, yes. signing off. Bye. Bye.